How's it going, everybody? Welcome to the show, episode four, entitled Untitled. I am back. It's been a little bit since my last one because, lo and behold, I had a few um, moments of doubt. I'm like, this is stupid. Who's going to listen to this? Like I predicted what happened. Um, but I'm deciding to try it and keep it going. Um, yeah. So let's see. Let's get right into it. What do I have to talk about today? I went to the doctor this morning. Um had a fluoroscopy, swallowed some barium liquid, just some liquid so that my insides could be shown on an x-ray. Um, and I had my, it was a swallowing evaluation basically because I get these reoccurring, just swollen, sore throats that are persistent for like, last time it was like a full month, um, even after the cold went away. And I just, it drives me crazy, so I'm glad I went. I'm glad I got it checked out, even though there's nothing wrong with me. They kind of, it made me feel a little bit like I was wasting their time. It's like, well, everything's totally normal. All right. Like, he was disappointed. Um, But <laughs> I'm super relieved, Um, even though I haven't had any pain for, like, now over a month. Um. But uh, still, I'm relieved to know that there's nothing going on in there. And so that next time I get that sore throat, I just know it's just a piece of shit. It's just a piece of shit. Persistent sore throat. Every fucking time I get even a minor cold, I don't know. I don't know why it happens so much, but um, yeah, ends up it ends up messing with my swallowing. Um, I think maybe it's like my body's reaction to the pain of the swallowing is that it, then I start choking on stuff and um, swallowing differently maybe to avoid the pain and it's weird if I like push on parts of my neck when I swallow it doesn't hurt um, so I don't know I don't know I feel like a sore throat when I have a real sore throat it just hurts when things go down the center of my throat but this is more like kind of on either side and it's both sides so I don't know <laughs> I blame it on my lymph nodes, whatever the fuck those are exactly. Those swollen swollen nodes. Um, yeah, so that's all good. Now I get to go to the doctor again and for a different thing because my ankle and my knee and my back are all out of whack and I'm going to get a... Now that I can actually afford to pay some of these, even with insurance... Um, yeah, I can uh, take a look at my my skeleton. Take a look inside. Not inside. What's it called? Sports sports and musculoskeletal. There we go. Musculoskeletal. Um Well, thanks for joining me and listening again. I'm so happy that you guys if you know, of course nobody is listening to this yet. But I'm so happy that people would listen, potentially. Boy, it just really warms my heart, all this potential. Um, you know, maybe I'll get one fan 
I was thinking last time that I would contact. I don't know. I don't know if it would help if I got some. <laughs> I don't even know. I'm thinking way ahead. Nobody's going to want to advertise on the show. Jesus. Except for maybe some kind of like counseling service. So whatever that counseling service is where it's like online. I can't remember the name of it. But you talk to people. I think, you know, that'd be a good you like chat with people online. Um, I think that might be someone who could get into it because it's a, a uh, it's kind of the theme of it, just to talk about stuff, get things off your chest, and that's kind of what I'm all about. Open, honest, just com- just talking, conversation, nothing. If you're for people in therapy, if you're not, if you're not just being honest 100% and you're lying or making your story sound better to them like you're not helping yourself you're only wasting everyone's time so i definitely think that just just straight up off the cuff not trying to frame anything in any way to make yourself look a certain way um i think that's the most important way to deal with uh, pretty much anything it doesn't have to be mental illness that term just gets thrown around for anything but i think just that's just life. It's not an illness. Like schizophrenia is a mental illness, but depression is just part of life. I don't know. Those things get kicked around way too much. Let's see here. I guess what I also want to talk about is we could talk about the Oscars, movies. Wow. Um. I. You know, and because I, I just muse into different things here, I have no direction. I watched Parasite last night. It was awesome. It was amazing. Um, it's a Korean film, won Best Picture. Actually, while I was in the movie, it won um, at the theater. While I was in the movie at the theater, it won Best Picture at the Academy Awards, which is pretty cool. Um, we were kind of thinking that might happen when we went, but we wanted to wanted to see it anyway. Um, and yeah, it was just like um, unlike anything I've ever seen. Um, what I really liked about it, something I thought about afterwards, is that it was shot in such a way that was so it was just perfectly captured and fully realized. <laughs> I don't know how else to put it. Um, it was the thing I was saying after the film is that it was filmed in such a way, made in such a way that I feel like if there was no subtitles and they were just speaking another language and I was just watching it, um, trying to figure it out, I would be able to follow the story 100%. And it was, you know, it's not like just a totally simple story. Um, but it just did a really good way of showing, not telling, which I, I do something I learned in school it seems over maybe people talk about it too much but it's a very um, it's a good indicator of a good movie most great movies have that you know not too much exposition people just explaining we've got to do this to to do this and this is how we're moving the plot along through dialogue and then well like stupid scenes instead they're moving the plot along through the actions on screen um, yeah instead of just talking about what the plot is um uh i just i think that's great when people are able to do that 
Um, it doesn't happen. You know, there's lots of times where you're doing a good d job of that and there's lots of good elements of showing. Um, but then you have to explain something that's maybe a little comp like a twist and you have to like have somebody say it. Um, I really f didn't feel like this had any of that. Like a lot of times subtitles will distract me from the film itself. Um, and there's a little bit of that. Where I feel like I probably didn't, I'd like to see it again maybe and take a better view of the cinematography, which was great. But, um, so you, cause you're reading, you're not fully watching them speak a lot of the time. Um, at least that's how my eyes work. Um, but sometimes it just slows it down, like takes a, like a little element out of, out of it. And it's not, I have no problem with the language. You know, it's not like, I, uh, I don't want to do the work. I don't want to read while I watch a movie, blah, blah, blah. It's not like that. It just, it does take a little bit out of it if it's not your natural language. Cause you're having to, you're having to read and watch. Um, I feel like on multiple viewings of a movie like that, you know, it won't matter after a couple viewings because then you'll get the full picture of it. But uh, this movie, I felt like it was perfect just the way it was in one viewing, even though I do want to watch it again. Um, yeah, I I don't know. I, I just like the idea that if I took out the subtitles, I feel like I would have still been enthralled by the movie. And I, yeah, that is very, very rare. I don't think I've ever felt that way, actually, about a foreign language movie. Um, so I th I'm glad it won best picture of all the ones that I saw. I think it was definitely the best one. Um, I watched Jojo rabbit before, which I thought was great as well. Um, I don't know if it's best picture quality, but it definitely deserved what it won the screenplay. Um, Taika Waititi is very funny. Um, but this movie was also pretty touching and moving and um, very unique. Did not hold back for its... I said in... <laughs> I write little blurbs about every movie I watch just for my own. Just so I can remember I'll grade it and just like write a little thing about what I liked and what I remembered about it. Um, just so I can remember if I read it again later on how I thought about it. Um, it helps me helps me like kind of keep a, a memory of how I felt about the movie, I guess. Um, but I wrote that it's the story of a, a young Hitler fanatic who um, grows into a Jew lover. Um, and his <laughs> a young the story of a young Hitler fanatic and his journey to become a Jew lover. Uh, I guess that's probably offensive. Maybe I should cut that out, but I thought it was kind of funny. <laughs> um, just kind of keeping in the same tone of like how maybe he would have said it in the movie. Cause they're very, like they didn't hold back in those kind of, in that style of talking. Um, the kid was saying all sorts of anti-Semitic things. Um, and you know, it was mostly for community effect because that kind of thinking is absolutely insane. Um, just that they, they actually thought, you know, these Jewish people were like some other creature. Like they had all these legends and myths of them. I know some of it was just for the movie, but you know, they're like monsters and they can shape shift. They can read minds or whatever. Um, 
a lot of crazy, crazy thoughts like that. Um, anyway, I like that kind of stuff that when people can't understand the difference between pointing out by using this kind of language, the, the bad language and offensive language, you're pointing out how ridiculous the thing is, um, rather than, and uh, some people just can't see through that because they hear the word and they just stop and then their brain shuts down and they don't, they don't think about what they're actually trying to say. And I mean, very rarely do I actually hear people say those kinds of things in a serious matter. I mean, when I was younger in a small town, I definitely remember kids saying it. Half the time, they probably didn't even really mean it. They're just trying to be funny. Um, the other half of the time, you know, they're brainwashed by their racist dad or whatever. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, it's most of the time, and that that's why I don't get this whole outrage about anything. People using language like that, even in movies or in these satirical ways. Um because they, uh, they just don't get it. That's the only problem. Um, they just don't understand the joke. And when people don't understand a joke, they get mad. Because they think that they're funny. Everyone thinks that they're funny. But, you know. it's uh, n Here's something I've been kicking around. A theory about sense of humor. Literally saying that you have a sense of humor. Um, everyone thinks that Everyone thinks that they have a good sense of humor. But I would say a lot of people, most people don't. Um, that's why I usually only become friends with people that do have good senses of humor. And sense a sense of humor literally means, you know, you can sense when there is humor in what you're saying. Like you can pick up on people joking easily and pick up on if there's a joke versus not a joke. Um, and I don't know. I feel like a lot of people don't get that they're like if i don't get the joke then it's not a joke because i have a good sense of humor because i watch dog videos on youtube of a dog like curling up and going and like putting their arms up and falling down or just like making a funny face and well it's cute and then you laugh because they do like a cat falls off a table or something which i you know i think those videos are funny and they have their place but i don't think it means you have a good sense of humor um so when people get, I've, I've always wanted to say that to somebody who gets mad about a joke and just be like, look, you don't have a sense of humor. You just don't. You can't sense when humor is there, so you get angry about it. Uh, makes me laugh. I, I like that um, little, I don't know what it is, theory. Um, sounds too scientific for what it is. It's amusing, a musing of some sort. Um, not, um, it's not amusing, but it's a musing. That's just maybe, are those two things similar? I kind of want to look that up. Musing, amusing versus amusing. Musing. Deep in thought. Contemplative. A meditation. Product, it's a, just a thought. Simple as that. Yeah, so, but when I say thought, I think somebody would maybe think of it differently. So musing makes more sense. It's a deep thought. It's like a Jack Handy deep thought. Um, I like, I quite like musings like that. A lot of my favorite comedy 
is that kind of stuff just uh um funny little ideas about mundane things or about simple things that we say all the time um let's see go back to movies one thing i wanted to mention was the lighthouse i loved it my friend hated it um he did fall asleep during it but you know it was a little a little slow moving but it's exactly uh it's exactly what i thought it was going to be just a acting powerhouse just a just two guys just having the best time and fully enveloped in their <laughs> in their character um it's about two guys stuck in a lighthouse in the middle of nowhere in like the late 1800s they're just like these sea shanty pirates like they sound like pirates they're really just I don't even know how to describe it. That kind of old sea captain style. Really bad impression. Um, but the I part, that kind of, that's, if you can think of somebody who sounds like that from any movie or show, I, I mean, I guess like the Simpsons sea captain guy kind of sounds like that. Um, a little less grungy than a pirate. No, not grungy. A little less... Uh, piratey than what I'm making it sound like but uh yeah it's just them getting drunk and they're just stuck on this thing together for for like a long time and they're drinking every night and they kind of just lose their minds um and you're kind of not sure if there's something about the lighthouse itself that's making them go crazy or if it's just I mean I think Willem Dafoe was a little bit crazy um and he was making the other guy go crazy. And he ended up... I don't know. I If you like psychological... I don't even want to call it a thriller. Just a psychological drama. I don't know what else to put it. Because there's, there's a few like almost supernatural elements in it. But uh, it doesn't go full like David Lynch or something... Um, where it's just like, what the fuck just happened? Like, just totally random things. I mean, there's a little bit of it, but I feel like it's pretty well. It's just like they're just going crazy, um, and super drunk, and um, they don't know what's real or or not. Or at least Robert Pattinson's character. Um, anyway, I thought that was totally snubbed at the Oscars, especially the acting category. I mean, it was amazing. The shots were beautiful. It was all in black and white, which is really rare, but it totally worked for the, the setting. Um, you know, I, I kind of like black and white sometimes in modern days. Like in old movies, it's hard to watch because it's just all around bad filming and stuff like that. I mean, not all of them. Some of the classics are probably good, but, um, but when they do it now, I think people are turned off by the black and white but I, th I think it works just fine it doesn't like feel black and white necessarily it just works because of the, the setting and the era um, yeah so totally snubbed big snub there um, speaking of potential snubs Leonardo DiCaprio um, I thought he was great in Once Upon a Time in Mexico in uh, Mexico, in Hollywood. 
Let's see who actually won the best actor. Joaquin Phoenix for Joker. Yeah, he was pretty awesome in that. I'm I am surprised that it won an Oscar, but um you know, Quentin got totally snubbed again and so did Leo. Um I feel like sometimes they're just like they're like, Oh, we gotta give one to Joaquin. He's never won one, he's deserved one and he was great in that movie. Um I feel like Leo was better overall in this movie. It was one of his I mean, he's he's awesome in Once Upon a Time in Mexico, just really good totally into the role um as good as he was i what i wanted to bring up about him is i feel like i feel like he's still like he's been great in everything that he does um but i feel like he still hasn't had like that one role for him um maybe it's cuz he's had so many good ones or even great ones but he just hasn't had that one role where it's like totally just wow, like this is Leo's, this is the role of a lifetime for him. Um, I don't know, maybe that's just me. Let's look through what he's got. He was in what's that early movie? What's eating Gilbert Grape? Um, Titanic. I mean, that Titanic was such a huge movie. But, and he was good in it, but he was pretty just basic character. Um, catch me if you can. He was great. The Aviator. I really did like The Aviator. I forgot how much I love that movie. Um, the Departed. All very good. Like, he was great in everything. But I just feel like he still hasn't done the one. <laughs> the one that'll be like, he'll re be remembered for forever. I mean, all these are good. Inception. Um, let's see. Oh, Django Unchained. He was really great in that. Forgot about that. Wolf of Wall Street. Grape. Um, the Revenant, which is the one he actually ended up winning for. He was great in that, too, but I still don't think he's had his amazing one. Like, let's look at Joaquin Phoenix, I feel like, has had more amazing roles. Even even the Joker. I mean, the Joker was pretty fucking amazing. I mean, the acting was. Um, Her. Gladiator. I, I feel like he's had more, like, I'm going to remember his roles. Um, more than Leo. Even though I think Leo, oh, he's not a better actor, but maybe I've liked his movies more. I've liked Leo's movies more. Let's see. Walk the Line. He's Johnny Cash. Signs. Yeah. Gladiator. Huh. I feel like he's done more. Vice and it's not her. Um, let's see. The Master. That was pretty good. Eh. Walk the line. I don't know. Both good. I just, I, I was going to bring up, I don't think Leo has had his, his big one yet. Even though he's been great in everything. 
It still looks like he's had his pickles. Um, yeah, so there's my take on that. I bet you guys really give a shit. Um, let's see, what else can I talk about today? I could talk about the XFL. Sure, let's go into sports now. I watched part of the Seattle Dragons team. Um, it's fine. It's fine, I guess. It's not the NFL. They're not as good. There's some things I liked about it. Very, um, lots of, they do interviews immediately after people get touchdowns and stuff. And in between commercial breaks and play calling, they'll interview coaches and ask them about the play, which I think would be very annoying as the coach to keep having to explain himself or why he made this decision after every decision. Probably a lot of second guessing on their part. Um, or there might be future in the future. Um, a lot of weird stuff. Like they broadcast the, they broadcast the play calling like right as it's about to happen. So it's just a filming the coach as he's like calling plays. So I don't know if the other team has access. If they're watching that TV, the game live on the other side, they probably have access to it. You know, then they can figure out exactly what play they're playing every time. I don't know. Maybe there's a delay like the baseball thing, which I discussed before. Um, speaking of that, I was way off on how the trash can banging worked. Um, I finally th think I understand it. it. was the players all banging on trash cans. I thought there was somebody planted out in the crowd banging on like trash cans, which would be very suspicious looking if somebody was just planted at the trash can all day banging on it at certain times. And watching the field for balls and strikes, or for curveballs or fastballs. Um, but apparently it's the players, so they're looking at the relay TV inside. And when they see a sign that they recognize, they, they just bang on the trash can a couple times. I still don't know how. The video that I saw with Danny Farquhar, ex-Mariner, the guy who had a, like a seizure in the middle of the mound a couple of years ago, um, or like an aneurysm, um, he was pitching. He had to stop in the middle because he kept hearing the banging every time he was about to throw this pitch. And I think he was picking up on it. Um, and he might have been the ones that came forward and said something. But he was like, he noticed it because he had to go talk to the catcher. Because um, after like the third or fourth pitch that he pitched that pitch, uh, like called the pitch and then he heard the banging. And he just stopped and he had to, I think he noticed was the point of that. But they they interviewed the manager, A.J. Hinch, and said that he he looked like he was, you know, trying to be as honest as possible, you know, disappointed himself, that kind of stuff. I don't know how, they're, they're saying like, oh, I think he'll be back as a coach. Why? I, I mean, he let that happen. The players are all doing it. Apparently it was a player run cheating thing. They're all... They're all guilty too. They should they should be all taking penalties. Fuck the Astros, and I bet other teams are probably doing it too. Um, sounds like though they the uh, MLB was aware that people were kind of doing this because at first it's like okay we got this technology you guys can for the replay system you got to have your cameras or like a TV in the dugout so that the manager can decide whether they want to challenge a play or not. So it's got to be pretty much instantaneous. Um, 
So it makes it all makes sense. Like they have that access, and they're just like, "Oh shit, what if we just start banging on it?" Because we can see their plays right here. We can signal to them. And I think teams started doing it. And then they they said that they sent out a thing in like that year to be like, "Hey, we know that this is happening. Nobody do it, or you will be punished," kind of thing. But the Astros kept doing it. I think that's what. I think that's what it was. Um. So it's like everybody kind of knew what was happening, but they still were like cheating right in front of everybody, and it wasn't like nobody was stopping it, which is surprising to me, especially if other teams had already known like this was a possibility, and they weren't all bringing it up at the time. I don't know. I guess I have a hard time just like taking away a title definitely not give it do not give it to the other team that's that'd be really dumb i would feel stupid if the mariners just well we won the world series by this technicality three years later they just gave it to us like that's not fun i don't i wouldn't want to win it that way um if they just took it out had no winner that year i guess that'd be fine or as long as there's an asterisk in the record books or something about it i don't know the thing is, they still had, like, the best pitching. I mean, like, their pitching is so good. So, like, why are you doing it? You already have a – you have great players and a great team, but you're still doing it just to give yourself that extra little edge. So, that's pretty fucking stupid. Um, anyway, back to the XFL. Um, yeah, so they're broadcasting the play calling. I don't know. It seems like they could do the same thing and just steal, steal and find out exactly what play they're going to run. Um but uh, overall, it was better than I thought it was. You know, no, it was about what I thought it was going to be. Pretty pretty decent football. Um, I don't know. Not that excited about it. I'm not going to watch every team. Might watch the Seattle team. Uh, especially if they end up being good. I don't know. I like the idea that they're playing for something every game. Like, they can win. So, like, the teammates, I think, all get money. It said something about $100,000 per game. So uh, what I was thinking is that everyone on the staff would split that money if they won the game. If you win the game, you know, they all get an extra bonus. So they're not getting paid that much. They're only getting paid like 50, 52 or 55000 a year, which is, you know, not that much more than what I make. I mean, with tips and everything, I maybe make like forty, um, you know, because I don't – it's not on my tax return, so I'm not 100% sure. But uh, – I mean, some of them are, like half of them. But I don't even know. I don't even keep track of all of them. Spend it, you know, because it's in my wallet um, before I even have a chance to, like, total it. Anyway, I, um, yeah, so, I mean, they don't really make that much. It's a decent, it'd be a de decent living, 52 grand a year. You can definitely live off that, but it's not, like, fan, it's not, like, amazing. It's not enough to, like maybe take all those hits and hopefully they have good health insurance i assume they would but uh yeah i don't know um i like the idea of them getting bonuses to win that gives them something to play harder for especially since they're not getting paid that much like if you're if you're in the nfl and you're making 10 million dollars that year you know they don't care about making an extra like 10 grand if they win a game really i mean they might say they do, but at the end of the day, that's not a huge motive. But for somebody motivator, but for somebody making fifty grand a year, making an extra 
three or four grand a game, whatever whatever it is. I don't know the actual total. So you make, for me, if I could in one game, if I like knew I could win an extra three grand if I won the game, I would play that much harder because, um, like that's a lot of money to me. Three grand is like, you know, it's not gonna make or break me, but it's definitely significant enough that I would like to just get that little lump chunk of change and put it in my bank account every week if I win. You know, it's like I'll get I'll get paid my normal salary, but if I win, I'm getting an extra like two grand, three grand bump. Um, I don't know. I like that idea. Makes them play harder, gives them something to play for every week. Um, on a lateral move, talking about salaries, I was listening on the radio about about they were talking about women getting paid differently than men in sports. Um, and you know, I'm totally for, if it's the same job, you know, you're at a, you're CEO of a company. Why would a woman get paid any less than the man for doing the same job? I agree that I don't understand how that's even a thing. But I mean, if it literally is the exact same job, it should be the exact same pay, regardless of which sex or person or gets the job. Um, however, with like WNBA, NBA versus the NBA, I just don't think that that article that that is uh, the same thing. I mean, in theory, it would be if if everything was the same, then yeah, they should be getting paid the same. But the viewership is like non-existent compared to the NBA. The reason NBA players get so much money is because they are huge superstars. They're huge superstars with millions of fans and they get millions of people watching their game every week and they get all these endorsements and all these things um, because they are a brand if they become big I mean not just the big big ones like James but even the the smaller ones like on the third people that go to the games there's way more fans of the NBA teams than the WNBA so that translates to more money for people just for obvious reasons, more people watching, more advertising money, all the things like that. So to say that they should be making the same as men in that regard is it's crazy. I, I mean, if you, I think, was it Bill Burr was saying, yeah, if you if you want to get paid the same, you know, you got to show up. Maybe it wasn't Bill Burr, but show up. You know, you got to like, if you're mad, if you're a fan of the WNBA. And you're not going to games or watching much, um, but you think that they, but you're outraged about the sexist divide in pay, then start going to games, start buying their jerseys, start, you know, I don't know. I've never seen anyone in a WNBA jersey that I know of. I can think of maybe there was a Sue Bird Seattle Storm jersey that I've seen before. Probably have seen a couple of those. Um, you know, and that's one of the few names I can name. And that's, you know, it's not on TV all the time. It's not advertised everywhere because it's not as exciting. I mean, if, I don't know. I I just think uh, even, like, women, like, I think more women probably watch the NBA than the WNBA. Just all the same, if you're looking for talent in sport, I mean, they're better players usually overall like if they were playing each other the guys would probably dominate so 
I mean, I don't know. That has nothing to do with it. The point is, it's just the viewership. Like, I, I don't think, I don't know what they get paid. Maybe they should get, maybe they should be getting paid more than what they do right now, but not the same just because of that. Like, if they had the same viewership numbers, all the same like that, then yeah, they should be getting paid the same. If they were the same, equal superstars, you know, then yeah, be the exact same. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like the Olympics is the only time when, like, men and women are kind of seen as, like, equal as far as the superstars and sports. Because, obviously, men dominate all the other sports as far as viewership and popularity and and everything else. Um, and that's, you know, that's just the way it is because they usually you know different things gymnastics obviously people are going to watch girls more tennis seems pretty damn equal actually i bet i don't actually know do they do female versus male tennis i i, I feel like that would be one that would be equal i think they have done that oh yeah they had that jean somebody billy jean king yeah in like the 70s or whatever where they fought the battle of the sexes or whatever where they battled each other so that's, you know, there's definitely sports where it can be equal. Some of them you just can't be, you know. Football, they get crushed out there. Um, basketball, I don't know, maybe maybe at some point. Um, um, yeah. I don't see why girls don't. Why do girls only play softball, too? Can they, can they not hit baseballs? Do they have girls baseball I've only heard of softball and it usually ends at the college level I don't know maybe they're just like fuck this I'm gonna do something more meaningful with my life than play a dumb game <laughs> I'm gonna become a doctor or a nurse while you play your stupid little game um let's see what else can I um offend people with I like to talk about these big issues, you know, big old issues. Um, let's see, we'll take a quick break. So I'm hoping my um, total lack of direction, even though I'm not talking all about my problems, because, I mean, that wouldn't be, I don't know, I'm not always in the mood for talking about it, I guess, or I'm just not in, the, in that zone. I'm kind of just thinking about more positive things right now. Um... But maybe my meandering is just an insight into my brain. So I guess that's kind of where I, where I'm going with that. It's like, um, you know, anytime you just hear somebody talking about anything, I guess you can learn stuff about the way they think, which is, you know, psychology right there. Um, definitely will not shy away from talking about stuff. Um, you know what I need to do is just be be more active in my um, preparation for this. You know, maybe actually have something for you to listen to. <laughs> you know, it'd be really great if this podcast had something for people to listen to. That's something I need to work on. I need to get. You know, I need to provide something that you actually want to hear. 
pretty basic. You know, if I went to a bar and they didn't serve alcohol, I'd be very confused. You know, if I was watching TV show and it was just a, just like a chair in a room and nothing for 30 minutes and nothing happened ever, um, I wouldn't watch again. I wouldn't. So I understand if you are listening to a podcast and you're not hearing anything you want to hear, why would you listen? Um, let's see here. All right, so I'm scrolling through Reddit here, you know, something I do to just jog my memory um, of things to talk about. So something, uh, here, you know, here I am just making, just passing judgment on things. This is, that's the show, I guess. Maybe I should just call it Passing Judgment. Um, you know, it's just me telling you how you should think about things, even though I'm just a dumbass. I don't know anything. Um, I don't do my research. I don't do anything um, of the sort. So let's see what there's. Okay, there's a subreddit on Reddit called Pick Requests, where people ask people to Photoshop things out of their photos, just whatever mundane, stupid photo you have on the internet, and you want to post it on the gram, um, on IG, um, it's Instagram, if you're older. Um, it's like. It's like a thing where you post pictures on the internet. It's a social media platform. Okay. Let's get that out of the way for all my older fans here. Um, anyway, they just like there's just like a picture of this girl and she has her... There's just like a hand poking into the photo just a little bit. It's not like in front of her face or anything. And she wants somebody to remove it. And there's all these things where it's like somebody takes a picture in front of the Eiffel Tower and there's like a guy on the right just like sitting down you know when they took the picture just a regular photo but there's just a guy in the photo you know there's lots of tourists around at the Eiffel Tower so there's just some other person in the photo they don't look particularly stupid or weird or offensive or anything but they want them photoshopped out and I just I feel like it's really bizarre it's a real bizarre place that we're in these days where they like, can you just change my memory to something that didn't happen so I can remember it falsely I I, I just have a it's just a weird thing for me. I, I don't even have a full um, musing callback uh, about it. You know, it's it's just bizarre. Like, just leave it the way it is. This is the way it was when you took the photo. It's not like ruining the photo, you know. I don't know. She's like, this is her own hand, too. Can you just, can you Photoshop this? And you have to, like, Photoshop in, like, the rest of her chest and cleavage in the background just you know just leave it alone it's a f it's a good picture regardless of the fact that someone's hands are in or no i guess it is someone else's hands are in there it's like her friend put up the peace sign in front of her or something and it makes the photo better in my opinion and you want to just go change it so you can see just yourself in the photo and, and it just seems weird just leave it how it is don't it just it goes along with my whole thought on social media and how everything has to look perfect and you change yourself to make you sh you seem different or better um, and so you're like you're changing your reality to present yourself in a way that's 
how you want it to be presented, which isn't real, in my opinion. Um, it kind of reminded me of, I don't know. I just think it's weird. Just leave the photos as they are. You don't need to Photoshop it. I get it if it's like an old photo of your, sometimes they do this, it's old photo of your grandparents and it's kind of faded and it's like, hey, can you like restore this and re you know, recolorize it for me, this old photo? And they do amazing jobs with that. I think that's awesome. But if it's just like, can you remove this dog in the background of this Eiffel Tower photo of me and my boyfriend? I just don't want that dog in there. It's like, who cares? It's a little doggy in the background of your photo. That's what happened. That's literally what was there when you took the photo. It doesn't change the moment. It doesn't, doesn't have to... The fact that it irritates you that, that much is weird to me. Um, and this whole social media age is causing people to just... They think changing themselves to be who they want to be is the solution rather than just accepting yourself for who you are. My whole life I was you know, taught about self-esteem um, and, you know, loving yourself and all that stuff. Like, you know, you got to accept yourself for who you are and just move on. You can't change yourself, all this stuff. Instead, now, like, the, the tone is, hey, change yourself. And I mean in a lot of different ways, not just in photos like this, but makeup, whatever. Um, you know, Botox, that kind of stuff is where I'm kind of headed with this. Um, you know, instead of just accepting yourself and being okay with who you are, it's now like more okay to change yourself and like get all this crazy surgery or, you know, change your photos and inject, take out, you know, you, maybe it's a picture of you with your ex-boyfriend. You take out the boyfriend picture completely. And now you have this up on Instagram as like one of your photos, but it's not the same photo. <laughs> it's been doctored, which is just weird. Um, you know, either if it's too painful to see, take that photo down. You have other photos of just you or just leave it up because, you know, it, it was a memory. Sometimes I'll look through my old photos with my ex-girlfriend and it's like, I don't really want to see them that much, but they're still on Facebook. And, you know, sometimes I'll look at them and be like, oh, you know, once every two or three years, I'll like take a cruise through them and just be like, Oh, yeah, these were good times, even though it ended painfully. Um, you know, it's it's beautiful. And it reminds me of how I got to where I am now and just the, the journey that I, the mental journey that I went on after that breakup. And it's a good thing, you know. Um, remembering the past and the things that were bad, I think is a, the only way to continue to grow and be better rather than trying to, like, pretend it didn't happen. Anyway, um, yeah, so just this whole thing of trying to change yourself to be something you're not and the idea of changing anything, to, it's, just, it's not just about dishonesty, it's just about, I feel like your mental state is being fucked with. If that's your solution to everything is just erase it, like it never happened, and try to pretend it didn't happen, that's not healthy. Um, that gets people to be, um, you know, they're unable to deal with reality and life they're yeah i don't know we just have to accept things for the way they are you know i'm not saying you can't that doesn't mean like lay back and just take it like in politics or whatever you can fight for things you can make changes in life but you don't have to forget what happened um yeah i don't know um 
But yeah, social media is just a weird thing. Something I like to, something I think about a lot these days. I mean, not necessarily, but over the last, you know, five, ten years, it's definitely been a topic that I think about a lot. Um, so it's changed everything. And I think it definitely changes just in small day-to-day mindsets like this, just the way that you look at yourself and the way you think about others. And, you know, you have people have very little patience for negativity, quote-unquote, just like bad things that happen or just honest things that happen, you know. They just want to forget about it. Delete. Delete that. Never happened. Um, I Like a week or two ago... One of my regulars at work came back. He moved to New York, but him and his wife stopped in to see me because they just, as he said, he missed me, which I think is fucking awesome. I love that I have regulars that actually truly do like coming to see me and, you know, they like to get drunk. I did hook it up to them a lot, you know, so maybe there's part of that where it's just like, you know, I'd throw them a drink every other drink here and there. Um, you know, but that's because they're just so nice and cool to me and they end up tipping really well, so why not? So... That's the kind of relationship it should be in that situation. If you come in all the time, I'm going to float you one here and there, and you're going to tip me better for it. And it's not discussed, but when it's when it happens and it's equal, we both kind of know that that's happening. It's fine. It's not like we're either neither of us are taking advantage of either one. Um, if that's that does become the case, like there's probably some people that then they're like, oh, maybe I can get this for free too. And I've had people be like that. It's like, no, now you get nothing for free. Um, anyway, they came and saw me, and it was nice. Um, very nice people. I like I like both of them. Um, she, you know, they brought up me, my dating life, which is I, I always hate being asked that question. I try to avoid it at all costs because I don't even know what to say anymore. I'm just like, nope, just uh, you know, not trying even. 32 and just kind of avoiding it. Obviously, I've got a lot to unpack there. Maybe it'll come out on here over time. But, uh, yeah, she just, she wanted to take over my, oh, she's like, what's your Tinder account say? And she's like, I see it. I, I, she does something with, like, product optimization or something where she's really good at, like, optimizing profiles or something and selling yourself. And w- that whole thing, I think, is very strange. And it wasn't thinking about it until maybe after she was doing it. But um, she took my phone and she helped optimize it, as she said. I haven't got any matches yet. But I guess Tinder's dead. I found out after that, too. So who knows? And I don't really use it that obsessively or anything. I get, I do it swipe like 30 times and then I call it quits for a week or two. Anyway... Um, I just find it weird that it's like, it's become those online profiles. It's just all about selling yourself, making yourself into a product. And I just hate that concept. I hate it. Hate, hate, hate it. Um, it's just not real. It's not honest. And that's all I value is honesty. Um, which is definitely a product of my trauma from my relationship. Um, since I was cheated on and lied to, the most important part was I was lied to for a long time about it, about a certain incident, and then over time, I just got a little crazier and crazier with that kind of stuff, to the point where I was just like, now I'm going to live my life 
No lies. No, no I will never lie. Because I can't be lied to. I don't know. I definitely, it definitely changed me. It's not like I don't do little white lies or little things at work to like get out of, you know. If I float someone a drink, my boss asks me like, oh, I wonder, why are we short this thing? I'll be like, I don't know. Uh, not that I do that much of it. I don't definitely steal or drink on the job. Um, but every once in a while, I'll give, I definitely give upgrades or just like float somebody one because I fucked up or whatever. Anyway, the point of the matter is I became very obsessed with telling the truth after that. Um, and I don't think social media and the way dating apps are, not just dating apps are designed, they're designed fine for what they are, but trying to describe yourself on a profile is fake. It's completely fake, and I just don't understand how. Is this even recording right now? I just don't understand how. Yeah, okay, that's. I just don't understand how that's like. People don't see that. Or I don't know. I've been with girls in the past who think that they communicate better through like a planned letter or like something that you can write down and really think about for a long time. And make sure you put the exact words. And I just don't think that that's real. Like there is, there are those moments. Like if you're having like, if you're trying to have a real, you want to tell them how you feel like about deep down and all these things. Like a very loving letter is, it's great. You know, you can really put your thoughts into it. But I, I think there's a lot that comes off the cuff that's more realistic. Um, rather than trying to frame it in the exact way that you want to be seen. Um they both have a place, I guess. So if you're saying really nice things about the other person, it's you know it's great to take the time and think about what you want to say. But if you're just talking about yourself um, and trying to be as honest as possible, I don't think writing is the best way because you're going to end up framing it, you know, how you want yourself to look to the other person. I don't know if this is what it used to be like when somebody would talk about their thoughts and feelings. But that definitely is a product of what's going on now. Um, I don't know. I don't think people were even thinking about, hey, I got to like frame this in a way so I sound better. Like I got to sound more dateable, you know. Like she was just had all these weird issues with my Tinder profile. I said like I was a massive doink. She's like, what's a doink? Like what exactly is a doink? It's like, I don't fucking know. Just I'm a fucking dork. I'm a doink. I don't know get over it it's like if you i think i've ranted about this once already it's like if you were that nitpicky about something that's like you said doink and you don't quite understand exactly what a doink is like i don't know exactly what i am nobody does i i don't feel like you can say all you want uh, how you think you are but usually someone else has a different opinion of how you are like i've known girls not just girls but guys too people who think that they're this super nice person. I'm thinking of one person, exact <laughs> one example of somebody at work um, who thought that they were just like the super nicest person. And it seemed like a lot of other people at work, and I've heard other people talking just on their own about it, about how they were a total asshole or bitch or whatever it is. I'm not going to disclose. Um, but it's like there's definitely uh, some kind of disconnect I think maybe with everyone a little bit, um, but definitely some people more than others of how they perceive themselves and how other people perceive themselves. I know there's definitely that with me. Um, 
I either get somebody thinks I'm a super nice, super sweet, like could never be mad person or people think I'm an asshole, sarcastic asshole. And it's like, really, I'm kind of just somewhere in between. I am nice, but I say, you know, sometimes I just talk bluntly, um, but I don't I'm not mean. I'm not overtly mean to anyone. I don't just like tell them how awful they are or whatever. I don't like I don't bring up the things that will really hurt them because um, I don't want to hurt anybody. But I might be honest. It's like if I don't like something like that you do, I might I might just like if it involves me, if it has to do with me, I would bring it up. Um, like if you're offending or not offending me, but if you're being a shitty person, maybe I'll bring it up. But if you're just doing something like, oh, you like you like jazz? Ugh, I fucking hate jazz. Like I wouldn't do that, you know, even though it's true. I don't fucking hate it, I guess. It's grown on me a little bit over the years since I work around it. Um, But, fuck. Classic. Lost my train of thought. First time that's happened today. Um, But, yeah. Fuck. But, yeah, I just feel like there's a disconnect between... I'm back. I just lost my train of thought. But uh, there's a disconnect between what people think about themselves and what they actually are. So trying to present yourself in a certain way, in a blurb, on Tinder, or on any profile, not even dating, just online profile, it's just a little, it's not going to be fully true. So when you're trying to ask me what exactly is a major doink, I don't know. I mean, I'm just me, you know. You'll have to find out. Maybe you'll like me. Maybe you won't. Most of, you know. Lots of people have liked me. Some people haven't. Big deal. That's true for everybody. And I just feel like, and she was even saying some of this stuff, is that, you know, girls on there are very, like, if they don't like what you said in your little blurb, then you're out kind of thing. It's like, why would you be like that? Why would you be? That's why it should just be based on (laughs) looks, which, you know, isn't going to work for me either. But. Like, if you find one little thing and they're like, I don't like that he said that. I like some of it, but I don't like that he said this one thing. Oh, he made a bad joke in there. It's not That's not that funny. Like, come on, give it a, a break. If you're, if it's like above like 50% okay, you know, go for it. Maybe, maybe they're just awkward and don't know how to phrase. They don't know how to present themselves like that. And that's what I am. Um... And I don't think it's a good thing that you know how to present yourself. That's why we have so many like con men in charge, like our president, and lots of people in management who just talk themselves into their positions. All these people, w- we just promote mediocrity. We promote people who know how to sell themselves, and they talk about. It's so funny. I see people at work like, "Oh, this person's doing a great job," because all they do is tell the boss that they're doing that's such a great job. And then people, like me, it takes them a while to realize that I'm doing a good job because I don't sit there and tell them anything. I just keep to myself and I just do my job, but it works, you know, it works for these other people, at least in the short term. And I think that's why we go through so many managers is because they hire somebody who just, they sell them. So they come in and they give this great presentation about themselves and all these ideas about what they're going to do. You know, I don't really care about your ideas about what, how you're going to change our bar. If you've never even been to the bar before, you've never stepped foot in that and seen how this place works. It's not a normal bar. It's a weird center of the room bar. We have to move around the entire room and do table service. You know, you can't just sit there and make craft cocktails like this guy wants to do. 
Um, I mean, you can a little bit. And I, I'm looking forward to becoming a better bartender because of him. But we just don't have that kind of time. I see him, every customer he's, he was with, he spent way too long with. And I, I, I think he would he would not agree with that, that it was way too long. But we just don't have time for that. If you're going to be an active member on this team, you know, if we're if we're going to be taking that much time up per customer, um, what am I even? How am I even talking about this right now? Anyway, it's just uh, oh god, now I'm really lost. Had to stop it again. Um, totally terrible podcast, but um, yeah. Anyway, just people bosses coming in selling themselves. Um, I think it's just a product of the same thing that I've been talking about. It's all related with the social media and all that and the times that we're in where everyone's attention span is attention span is so small and, uh, companies only value profits in the short term. So they just, they just listen to this new exciting thing. They want to change it up all the time, um, to keep things fresh and exciting and, um, I don't know. So many like these managers. This guy comes in, and I, I keep hearing from like other people, upper management people, like he's got a lot of great ideas. He's got a lot of great ideas about like shrubs and like okay, fine. Like he he is a really good cocktail bartender. Like he's great. Um, but this place is totally different. It's more of like a fast-paced environment. People, it's a club. People ordering a lot of gin and tonics and vodka sodas and that kind of stuff. Just give me a beer. Give me a beer. What do you got on tap? You know. So there's definitely people who like the cocktails, which is great. And I want to be better at it. But I just, I don't think I those kind of ideas are solutions, you know. And they get so wowed by his knowledge. He comes in, he just, he knows, he, every time he talks, he just rattles off stuff about recipes and old world recipes versus new world recipes and old school rum and the history of these rums and different types of he drops all these random kind of liquor names constantly and he knows all the flavor profiles of everything like he does know all this shit and it's impressive in that way um so that's how he got his job but he's a lot of it is just talking yourself into this job and it's like you know is that gonna work for <laughs> You know, he knows how to sell himself really well. He knows his strengths and he plays to it. He probably gets a lot of dates on social media. He knows exactly how to, like, tool it. Just like, you know, a politician knows how to, like, sell themselves. And I, I don't know. I just don't think that that's what we should be looking for. I'm not saying they're all con men, not all of them. Um, you know, they're just playing the game, I guess, in a lot of ways. But the game is not you know we're not really winning anymore at it like people are starting to get pissed off and annoyed everyone else who's not the management type or the type that knows how to do that um and i know they're saying that they think they're probably smarter but i don't think that makes you smarter that just makes you more i mean there's lots of different types of intelligences but i just don't think that's what we should be looking for should be looking for somebody who's more contemplative and um and just like contemplative contemplative organized understanding um empathetic just all sorts of words like that that i can throw that are way more important than impressive and flashy and 
Um, you know, just all about selling themselves. I, I don't know. I see right through it. Um, but most people don't. Most people are just wow. They're like, oh, <laughs> oh, wow. Donald Trump, he's just so, he's just so always steadfast and never, never falters. He just uh, keeps going. He just keeps saying exactly how he feels, blah, blah, blah. Even though he just, I mean, half the time, I don't even think he knows what he's saying. He's just fucking saying shit. He's just saying shit. Um, yeah, anyway, and that's just where we're at in our society. And I do blame social media and the, the internet in general, comment boards, whatever, for this kind of, uh, these types of people to be more in charge than ever before. Um, yeah, for whatever reason, if, you, if you're really good at selling yourself in a short blurb or with short slogans like Make America Great Again, um, or, you know, just rattling off all this impressive liquor knowledge, doesn't mean you're going to be good at the job of whatever you're doing. doesn't mean you know how to run a business. You know, you got to be able to do not just all the paperwork, but organize all these things, keep people happy, keep your workers happy, make sure everything's stocked and ready to go. All these things that are more important, especially at a fast-paced place. You know, if he was at this tiny little bar making am all amazing cocktails, like for him, the show's all about him, the way he dances around when he shakes his thing. Like he's like... You know, I'm not saying he's like selfish or anything. I'm just saying, like, I don't, I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying, you know, it's like he's the kind of bartender where you go, I'm going to go see this bartender. He's going to make me these awesome drinks. People aren't coming to our place for that. Nobody's going to go to the triple door just to drink. They want to see music. We have music in the, fuck, I, I don't like to say the name of the place. Too late. Too late. Um, but they don't go there to, like, you don't go to a music venue just to hang out at the bar necessarily. I mean, we have those people that do that here and there, and definitely people like to go there and drink and watch the music. But generally, they're there. They're in the bar before and after the show because there's music going on. If we never had music in that bar, there'd be no reason to go there. And then I guess we could reevaluate what we were, but then it wouldn't, you know, it would be totally just other bar. And being in the center of this bar, having to do table service, all these things, like, we're moving around way too much to just sit there and, like, chit-chat and try a bunch of different fun cocktails and, like, you know, it's just not that kind of place. Um, anyway. Yeah, and the show... It's like he's the kind of guy who's like, the show is them. They're coming there to, he's shaking around, moving his thing. He's like dressed, like pretty nice. All like, I don't know. It just has, he's perfectly like manicured and all these things. And it's just like, you know, the show is about him. And like literally what we were taught at our work is we're the shadows of the place. Like we are, we're, we're not the show. They're coming to see a show. And that's not us. We are just there to supplement the show. We should be attentive and there. We're the shadow. We're always going to be there to help. But we're not the focus. We're not the one that you're there for. We're just like, hey, here I am right behind you. What can I get you? Go back to having fun. And that's that's the focus of the place. Um, 
Anyway. I guess the showiness has its place. Like, he should be in Vegas. Showing off. Shaking. I gotta say, like, you, when he's shaking and you're near him, and it's a really tight bar, and we're all moving around and bumping into each other all the time, we get very, like, close in there. Because there's, like, three of us moving, and it's, like, a very circular bar. We're all moving around it a lot. So... When he's shaking, he's just like in the way. <laughs> he literally is like undulating everywhere and shaking like crazy. And he has all these scientific reasons for it that just we don't have time or energy or care for. Like nobody cares that much about it. They're not there for that. They're not there for the cocktail to be perfect and amazing, even though I make a good cocktail. Like people compliment me all the time. It's delicious. You know, they love my stuff here and there had a couple people not like it, but I'm sure this guy makes things that are too fancy for someone. They're like, eh, I guess it tastes weird. What is this fucking weird liqueur you put in there? You know, not everybody wants to fucking have bitter tasting, weird, creative drinks all the time. They just want, they just want a fucking vodka soda. They just want to get drunk and watch music. Um, yeah. Anyway. People people just talk their way into jobs. You know, if you know how to sell yourself, that's what you're, how you're going to succeed, at least in America in 2020. But nobody's happy in America in 2020, and I think it's because of stuff like that. So you get these people in charge that know nothing but how to sell themselves, and even they're probably disappointed because, like at our job, it's like, how did how did you not explain to this guy how this place is? Like, they just listen to it and like, oh, wow, oh, he's got all these ideas. Oh, wow. You don't tell them that you're going to get your ass kicked every night. You're going to be running around. You're not going to have time to, like, do that shit. If, you, if you're if you that guy taking five to ten minutes running around trying to find the right liquors and trying a couple different things with somebody, chatting them up a lot, talking about cocktails, talking about the history and stuff. And f- some of these people, really they really liked it, but... um. But that's just, I mean, we were slow at the time, you know. And when we're fast, he's not going to have time for that. And that's when it matters. That's when we get complaints at our work. That's where any of the issues are at our place is when we're slammed. And we can't get drinks that fast enough. So we don't have time for that kind of shit. We don't have time to spend that much time on the drink. Um, We're not the show. Anyway, moving on from that. Speaking of that, if he's listening, uh, you know, you're a nice guy. You're very nice guy, you know. Nothing to do with that. I just don't know if it's right for this place. We'll see. I'm giving it a chance. You're not supposed to hear this anyway. These are just my internal thoughts. Um, these are only for my, me and my counselor, and maybe a potential, you know, quote unquote, you know, a girlfriend if I was to have one at some point in my life again. Um. Anyway, moving on from that next big brain topic. Let's see. Maybe, hmm. So I think um, we might be done for the day. I'm trying to shorten it. I think two hours is too long. Um, over an hour is perfect. Hour and a half. Yeah, whatever. Whatever it turns out to be. I don't really have anything that I can think of right now to talk about. So I think I'm going to say goodbye. Thanks for being my counselors. Um, you know, if you have any advice for me on how to fix anything. Um, or if you want to know more about something in my life or about anything that I have said, um, let's talk about it, you know, let's have a conversation. 
because um, I guess I'm going to have to start selling myself somehow if I want this to actually become a thing. That's if I think, you know, I should release it. I'd probably say a few offensive things if, you know, if you take it in that way. But I also probably shouldn't just, sh just shouldn't care about that because there'll be plenty of people who aren't offended by it. And that's the only people I should focus on. Um, yeah. Oh, I was going to say, you know, maybe I'll try to get some friends on here next time. That could be fun. Um, or, you know, maybe I'll do something more fun with them. I don't know. I have somebody to bounce these ideas off back and forth instead of just blabbing on. Um, I can't tell if that's what I should be doing, but that's just two random people talking. Who wants to hear that? You you might say, well, who wants to hear just one random person talking? Not like we're celebrities or anything. Um, like, how would a show like this even get picked up? And I know a lot of people do this already. They just sit and talk with their friends. They think that's enough because they think they're all so interesting. And who knows, that might be exactly what this is. That's why I was thinking maybe alone <laughs> could be better because I get more of a just like honest, in-depth analysis. Or, you know, I get it's more just like off the cuff than when you're with somebody. Um, you'll, you'll be a little bit more like on. Um and I feel like whenever I listen to one of those, I've tried to listen to people's like new podcasts and they all sound the same. I don't know. But then again, this is all just narcissism thinking that I'm going to sound different. Who knows? Anyways, this is me with a terrible exit again. You know, two, three minute goodbyes. I'm really bad at goodbyes. Um, whenever I leave, I feel like, I, did I give a hug? Then we talk for another minute. Do I give another hug? on the way out it's like i just hugged you it's like i do i just stop right there which which one's more awkward i don't fucking know these are the things i think of it just happened last night again happened just my whole life that'll just be the way it is um that's why i love like larry david <laughs> that kind of humor that's the kind of stuff i think about um i already gave her the hug goodbye do i give her the second hug goodbye um anyways you guys have a good night Good day, good night, and good luck. Um, you know, hasta la vista, baby. Sayonara, sucker. Um, Ta-ta for now. TTYL. Talk to you later, dog. Um, all those things. Goodbye and um, goodbye.